Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester's Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for joining us once again. I can't thank you enough for believing in me and listening week after week and sharing this with so many people. We are we're we're trending, and it's not because of me; it's because of all of you. So I thank you so much. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, and Veracity Networks. You guys are amazing. Thank you for believing in me. And then I also like to thank all my previous guests. It's because of our amazing guests who come on here and they they're vulnerable and they share their stories. People just can relate with them. And it's just, it's just such an amazing thing. I pinch myself going, I can't believe I get to do this. And today's no different. Today we are joined by the author of Product Productive Intuition, Connecting to the Subtle, Adapia Dorico. Adapia, thank you for joining us. Oh, Todd, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I'm so excited to have you on today. Adapia has a 20-year global career. She's a founder, entrepreneur, advisor, mentor, obviously an author as well. Um, she has a, a vulnerable video that went viral, right? Like, I think it's over 40 million views at this yeah. point. Yeah, over wow. 250,000 shares last time I checked, which was, I think, sometime last year. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And again, it just it just speaks to your your passion and drive to help other people. You've also gone through your own challenges at times. You know, you've you've gone through some really hard times. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you've, you're doing all these things. You're a leader. And what I love most about you and the stuff that I've researched on you is just your passion again to help other people and to and to to give of yourself. So thank you for spending some time and, and giving yourself to us today. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And and I'm so excited for you and this platform because thank if it you. weren't for platforms like yours, like I wouldn't be able to really share my story in, in such a in in a different yeah. way than what that viral video um was. Like this yeah. is you know, this is a safe space, like that. Thank you. So yeah. thank you for creating safe spaces for people to share their stories. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, again, I'm so excited to have you on. And I was just mentioning how much I love your name. It's such a pretty name. <laughs> it's beautiful. Well, hey, why don't we start with tell us where you grew up and a little bit about your family and your childhood. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can start with my name. So, um, okay. I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian. So my, my parents, um, they immigrated to Canada. So I was born in Canada. I currently live in Los Angeles, but they immigrated to Canada like a year or so before I was born. Okay. Um, so, you know, I grew up an uh, immigrant. I grew up speaking Italian. That's my first language. Okay. Um, and so I would say like from a very young age, like my existence, my understanding of the world was very split. Uh, you know, like okay. my dad would say, like very strict upbringing, you know, like when you're in, in my house or this house, like you're Italian and, you know, and then outside <laughs> I'm like trying to make friends with like Canadians and, you know, get it's like getting made fun of because I would have Nutella sandwiches. 
Um, right. You know, I'm like, what's wrong with eating chocolate for lunch, you guys? <laughs> like, but you know, um, it, it's it is like childhood. Like I was bullied. Um, it just wasn't like super super pleasant. And always like trying to like want friends and trying to yeah. be like the other kids, but I was never like the other kids, you know. And so it's like sure. very pulled from a very you know young age. Um, and I think that, you know, we can talk about that one of like the biggest struggles of identity of, of like wanting to like honor myself, but, and yet knowing for some, for, for whatever reason that that wasn't being accepted by other people. Um, right. But, uh, you know, I grew up in Canada when I was 21, I moved to Europe. Um, I moved for university exchange program and I ended up, um, I ended up meeting uh, my first husband, uh, and I got married. I moved to Italy when I was 22. Um, and you know, that's part of that story that I tell in that vulnerable video about how, yeah. you know, I, you know, whatever reasons we all do things for the wrong reasons in hindsight, but you know, that, that marriage ended up being like really like a psycho-emotional trap for me wow. um, living in Italy for nine years, living in this culture. I thought I was Italian because yeah, I right. grew up Italian, right? I'm like, <laughs> no, actually you're not. Um, so I actually really struggled with the culture, like really a lot, so much struggle and um, also a lot of pressure to have kids and I didn't want to have kids. And that was like really clear from day one. And, and yet yeah. that was constantly there and my like my body shut down I stopped having my period when I was 24 like mm. my like my body just knew what was going on and so I yeah. stayed and um you know anyway that that was the my first awakening was in 2011 when you know I, I just got hit with with like I can't live like this anymore and that right. ended up being the dissolution of that marriage. And, mm. um, and then I moved back to Canada for a year, um, ended up in LA, met my soulmate. Um, oh, you know, so there's like, there's so much about life and you mentioned the challenges that I've been through and yes, yet underneath it mm -hmm. is always, always been, I think a, a sense of optimism, like I'm going to make it through. And sometimes by like the sheer force of will and other times by like riding, um, the grace of God <laughs> yeah. to, to make it through, you know? Um, sure. And so, yeah, so lots, you know, lots of unexpected twists and turns in my life. And, and they bring me to this point where I'm compelled to share. Like, it's not like I wake up in the morning and think like, I want to tell all my vulnerable, like insides <laughs> out and, right. and, and just like be exposed to so many people is what happened yeah. with the video. And, and yet I, I, it's something so much bigger than me that, that knows that when I share my story, like when you share your story, yeah. I heal by sharing it and yeah. you heal by hearing it. Wow. And, um, I really believe that shame and silence are the co-conspirators of suffering right. and they work in tandem. Like they work together. And one of the biggest experiences for me when that video went viral was the people that said, I don't feel alone anymore. I thought mm -hmm. I was the only one. I had yeah. so much shame and, and truly there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. I love what you said there, how sharing is healing. Basically mm -hmm. you hear it, you're healed, sharing your own story. I heard this once that if you don't own your story, it owns you. Yeah. And, and here you are, you're owning your story and you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there again, the, the video is a vulnerable video, but you're just being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. That's what sharing is, is 
It's a vulnerability, right? Yeah. You yeah. mentioned um, as a child, at some time you were, you were bullied. How did, how did you handle that? And, and was that a, you know, a tough time in your life? I mean, obviously it was in the moments for um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I was even bullied by my teacher. Actually. Really? Yeah. Um, That's even worse. Yeah. You know? And it was a repressed memory. It only came back a few years ago when I started to do okay. my, my inner work, but basically mm -hmm. like, it's like grade four teacher. And um, essentially like she told me I was stupid. Oh, wow. And that just, I mean, for somebody, and I was also like very much um, driven to succeed. And like, you know, I, I was a good, a good student. I'm like a smart, yeah. like good at school. I was one of those people that was really good at school and wanted to excel. And I love to learn. And so that drove a stake. If I let myself, I can still feel it in my heart and in my stomach. Right. Because that that's like a painful thing to tell For you know, sure. at such a young age. Right. We don't realize like, you know, we're sponges. We're literally in a hypnotic right. state up until the age of around seven. Like our brains are literally in, yeah. in theta. Like they are a like we're in yeah. hypnosis. So we, we absorb so much. And, um, that really like sliced any, any sense of like self-worth, I think. And it was one of the things that, um, I, like, I really struggled with was, was this like, should I speak up? Because what yeah. it, it happened when I spoke up about something and I gave the wrong answer. Right. Wow. And then she kind of like, she made fun of me and like everybody in class laughed and it just like, it just crushed oh, me, man. you know? And then there's the kids that are making fun of me. Cause I was always kind of like, kind of like a chunky girl. Like I'm an, I'm an yeah. Italian girl. Like I got fed, <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you know, you didn't go without eating, right? <laughs> no, I got fed and I finished my food and I love food and I still, I'm like a fat kid at heart and I love food. Um, you know, but, but like that in my name, my name, like today, um, my name is like the best thing in the world because you can just Google me and I come up, right. It's like, I'm the only one, but yeah, you're, it's a unique, very unique name. And you know, it's interesting. I guarantee you those kids that teach you about your name would now look back and go, man, that's such a beautiful name. What was I thinking? Right. 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 Yeah. But, but they, they don't, and that's okay. Yeah. Cause we, kids are unfiltered for better or worse, right? They're, yeah. they're, they are, they're just completely un, unfiltered. And, um, but it, it was hard. Like when I started to really excavate and, and do all this personal work, that's really helped me become so much more open and, yeah. and part of a process of, of a big, big awakening is that all these repressed memories started to come up. And I started to realize like, gosh, like there's so much that I bottled I bottled and I, yeah. and I kept it in and, and that was still there and it was affecting me as an adult. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until I started to go in there and look at those things that I was able to basically detach from, you can call it negative, um, beliefs and, and negative limitations and stories and narratives and, yeah. and all this like stuff is like flying out of me. Um, sometimes at a really like overwhelming pace, um, but on the whole, it, it, it just requires so much self-love and, and compassion and, and then, you know, also compassion for those that we think have wronged us. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. Cause it sounds like you've just done a lot of work mm -hmm. looking inside of yourself and figuring things out. And, and the reason why I bring this up is, um, it's like, you probably, I, I would guess that you probably would never change any of that because it's allowed you to be who you are at this moment, right? 
Absolutely. And yeah. I love, I, yeah. So, you know, as you were doing this and as you got a little older, did you find yourself still struggling with the thought or maybe the belief that you weren't smart or because of what that teacher had said? Oh yeah. I mean, that was the key. That was yeah. like a key moment. And it wasn't until I identified it and, and actually released it yeah. that, um, that I was able to really let it go and, and not have it affect me because it was affecting me unconsciously. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it evolved over time. Like if, if I try to make a, like, I'm not going to call it like a linear line around it, but you know, that sense of like, make sure that you don't speak up unless you're absolutely sure. Right. right? Which is already something that girls in general struggle with that women sure. struggle yeah. with. Right. Like, yeah. um, there's For so sure. much research or, or around this kind of stuff, but like, you know, just needing to feel like I had to have all the answers and, and that I couldn't be wrong. And so what that does when you're in a position where you don't think you're allowed to be wrong is that you're not going to always tell the truth about things either. Yeah. You're not going to try for things. You're, you're like, there's, there's sort of like this, like slyness that, and it, and it doesn't yeah. feel good to, to, to feel like, well, you know, then do I really deserve this? And like, well, that person certainly seems to have the answer because they say it with confidence. And so right. I think there was always a bit of like an underlying, like lack of confidence actually that I masked in other ways, but deep down, like I never felt that confident in right. myself. Well, you know, and you mentioned earlier where, you know, you, you moved to Italy and things just weren't connecting for you. You were struggling yeah. and then you ended up leaving that first marriage, mm -hmm. went to Canada and then into in LA, if I'm getting that correct. Yeah. And then you found the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you found the love of your life, did you feel like you had started kind of changing some of these beliefs about you and seeing yourself in a, in, in, in a different light and who you really were? Yeah. So, you know, I'll say this, like when I had that moment and if anybody watches the the video or, or has watched it um, and you know, the way, I, the way I tell it is like, I, I really had this moment. It was like, I got hit by lightning. It was the worst feeling like mm -hmm. leading up to it. And I realized yeah. like, I can't, I can't be in this life. What I haven't told on stage in that story is that, you know, the next day I had the conversation with, with my husband, which really was around I cannot have children. I do not want to have children. Yeah. And there was a part of me that knew that that was a deal breaker in a way. Like I knew it yeah. would be, um, it, it would be either or right. Yeah, like you're right. going to work through it. Like, but somebody has to say this, this elephant in the room. Right. And so when I said that, you know, and he said, well, this is a deal breaker. So it was in a way, like it was a joint decision, but yeah. it really was, yeah, I released us. And I was the one that had to say the hard thing that we were both feeling and understanding. And so that was a really tough, you know, moment to, to, yeah. to stand in that kind of truth and yeah. wow. to know that, you know, this could be the end of a nine year life that I've, that I've had here. And there were still great things in my life, but, yeah. um, you know, and, and so that, that led me and I was 32 at the time. And I, and okay. I'll put it this way. I was 32. And, and I, and when I left, um, I didn't know who I was because, because yeah. I had spent my whole life. And especially in those years, um, trying to make sure nobody knew how much I was suffering. I was right. like 
trying yeah. to be like kind of Italian and 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 yet not really, and like trying to <laughs> yeah. find a career in a country that was not conducive. It's not built for women to have careers yeah. and yeah. didn't want to tell my dad. And like, God, there was so, I mean, it's so much that we yeah. hold over our own heads. And so that was the beginning of me learning who I really was and what I actually really wanted. And so I spent, you know, cause it was about a year or so until before I met Andrew, my husband now, and, mm -hmm. um, like figuring out who, who am I and finding right. some joy. And that's when I actually first started meditating and I started doing yoga and, and I know it sounds really cliche, but that was exactly what I needed to start to listen to really my intuition that I had just yeah. suppressed for so many years. Yeah. And this is what you're so amazing at and good at is this intuition piece. You know, I think like you said, meditation, yoga is like sounds cliche, like, yeah, I started doing meditation, changed my life forever, right. <laughs> but it really is a amazing thing that if we will sit in the silence for a minute and slow everything down, mm -hmm. right is when we can finally go, okay, I'm not letting my mind rule my life right now. It's that inner peace, that inner intuition, as you would say. So will you explain that to our listeners? Like, because this is so important to you. And I know you love this. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. And then obviously, talk about your your book, um, Productive Intuition, and, and what this is all about. Sure. So, you know, when... Um, the intuition piece is really important. And it's one piece of what I consider to be a reclamation to okay. like reclaim all of ourselves. Mm, um, where I've arrived in my understanding. Um, so I had a second awakening in 2017, which was my really big one, which is when I went through a dark night, which is when like, just was like the, the one where I really had to go inside and do all the work, which eventually led to the book because what it came down to for me was I haven't been honoring myself. Mm. I was a magical child and we right. all are right. Yeah. We all are. And at some point, um, you know, maybe around the age of 10, which I've heard is, is like a normal age for girls to kind of make a decision, maybe consciously and mostly unconsciously around I'm going to conform. And mm. To me, I, I call it putting on the cloak of normalcy so okay. that I would succeed. I would yeah. succeed in life. And I was driven. I was going to have a career. I mean, I started working in a bank when I was 18 and I'm like, I, my career was right. my way of asserting independence. And, yeah. um, and, and, and yet there were so many times in my life and that first marriage being one of them where my heart, one big piece of my intuition was saying no. Mm -hmm. And I just rationalized it away. You know, there's all the reason, all the reasons that that was yeah. not okay for me to, to not follow it. And, and then all of these times in my life where like, really like challenging things happen. Like I've lost my life savings to fraud. And when that happened, I knew it, I knew mm. it, yeah. but I rationalized that one away too. Like I found all the reasons why, you know, yeah. cause our, our mind, our ego, it just functions in a certain way. And and yeah. we all have so much intuition. It's just that we don't know how to use it. And so when I started doing my personal work and really understanding it, what I understood fundamentally was that 
I've always been supported and held and I've always been receiving messages. And, and I don't mean from like God or a divine source, but actually just my intuition Yeah, that, that all the times everything went massively wrong was, was the times when I actually could say I knew it. Mm. And I was so tired of saying, I knew it, <laughs> you know, I'm like, stop, like this, yeah. you know, I can yeah. make this stop. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, and so I started there with, with like, uh, and this is my process. I don't know about other people. My process was like to go find all the things I did wrong. Uh-huh. Right. I went there first, okay. but then as I was doing that, um, I, I really started working with a lot of compassion. And then what I saw was, but at a Pia, but there were so many times in your life, you did follow your intuition and right. And, okay. Oh, wait a second. All those times were amazing. And so hold on. So I must have intuition and, but why it's happening by accident. And so really for me, like the book is, is, is kind of a, a, a way of describing when I woke up, how I integrated intuition into my life because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still a professional. I work in private equity. I, I, I invest okay. in real estate. Like I didn't go become a monk and I didn't, you know, I didn't <laughs> abdicate the world. Like right. I am here and I show up every day and, but I'm integrated and I'm integrated. Like I use yeah. my intuition and I understand how it works. And it's been one of the most empowering processes of my life to say, how does it work in me? Not just accidentally. Yeah. And that actually opened, you know, whether you want to call it, um, you know, like divine connection that too, but also just a knowing of who I am and what I call inner authority. And so I was, I started to be able to move from external to internal validation yeah. And and that's it. And now I, I just live from that place. And the more I live from Mm. that place, the more I open and the more I open the more sure I am. Yeah. And, the, and you use this a lot too with, with your work is the power of choice. Yes. I, and I was getting to that because <laughs> I, you know, when I was doing my research on you, you gave a beautiful talk on that. And I was like, oh, she is speaking my language here. But before we get to that, you mentioned something that was so, just hit me so hard. You talked about you started doing finding internal validation because I think this is where a lot of us and I'm guilty of it too, where we get tripped up thinking all this external stuff, you know, is what's going to make me happy and fulfilled when we realize, like, when you lose everything, right, you're going, okay, well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I now? And so I can relate with that. Talk about how, how do we find that internal validation? What does that look like? And I know you, you were getting there. And it's, it was beautiful. But can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. I'll say it this way to, to sort of preface it all. It's a okay. lifetime practice because yeah. I'm, I, I look, I, I'll put it this way. I'm babysitting my ego all the time. And sometimes it <laughs> gets out from under me, it. you know, yeah. I guess I, it, it like runs away, it gets out, you know, it slips out of the gate, just like my dog will like jump the gate sometimes. And just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got like, sorry, that was my ego. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and, yeah. and you have to bring some levity to it. Yeah. Because, you know, life is, it can be really serious and, and we can be so hard on ourselves. And so I've really learned to bring levity into it and, and to kind of interact with different parts of myself in a way where they're more manageable 
And I think that's a really big part of it. And this comes from, I'm a very serious person. Like I take myself really seriously and, mm-hmm. and I have to like, I've started to get over that. Cause yeah. but, like, it's not that serious. We just take ourselves <laughs> I that know. seriously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that said, you know, the, it's a constant, I mean, we we're born into a conditioned world, right? Uh, like we're born yeah. into a certain family. We're born into a certain culture. We're, we're born with everything. Like we're born pure and all knowing Yeah. in a way. And sure, then yeah. as soon as we start hearing people say things and we, it, you know, and then all of a sudden they're, they're telling us who we are. Yeah. If I was born into a different family and a different culture, I would be a different personality. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, again, very well said, beautifully said. Thank you for elaborating on that. Cause I think that's such a powerful thing. Cause most of my clients I deal with, they are looking for all this external validation and they're not getting it and it doesn't work out. And then they think they're nothing. And oh yeah. It just crushes you, right? When you see this. And so I, I love that you pointed that out. So thank you. So you said choosing is the most powerful tool we have. Yeah. Talk about that. And because I think um, Adapia, I think we take this for granted that we have this gift mm-hmm. of choice. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm going to let you say it, but man, you're speaking my language, but tell us why is it the most powerful gift that we have? I mean, it's the sim- it's the simplicity of it. And, yeah. and, and I think we tend to believe that complexity is, is the right thing right? Mm -hmm. More words, more, more complex concepts, more, more complexity. Um, that's the mind. Um, but, but really at the level of our soul, things are very, very simple. And I I believe one of the reasons why we have trouble with choice is because it comes with responsibility Yeah, and it comes with self-responsibility and it comes with self-accountability. And we're just not used to believing that we are that powerful and right. we are, uh, we're used to operating under a paradigm that's driven by biologically mechanisms that are driven by fear. Um, you know, the, the neuroscience around, around it is fascinating. And I include a lot of science in my, in, in the book too, because I'm not just going to get on board with a concept. Like I want to really like understand, yeah. and it's been an important part of me going within and, and, yeah. and understanding this, but essentially like we operate from a place of fear and fear is the past fear is what we know. And the yeah. brain wants to reduce uncertainty. Yeah. And, and if, if you will choice offers uncertainty, which the brain doesn't like, Yeah. right. It, yeah. It's like, wait a minute, but, but by choosing, I might choose something that is unknown to me, mm. which feels unsafe. And, and so I'm going to default to what is safe safe, quote unquote, safe known. Um, and, and yet choice is how we liberate ourselves from everything. Wow. But it's so, it's hard because it's like, and it's scary and you feel it, you feel it. You're like, Oh my God, that's really scary. If I make that choice, I don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I, I like to term, I, I love what you said. I think you said we go back to what's safe or, or I like to say what's even comfortable. Yes. You know, you know, a lot of people will choose to go back to the darkness just because it's comfortable. They know it's not good. They know it's ultimately in 
you know, intellectually, they go, yeah, this is probably not the good, but I'm comfortable over here. It's kind of like when Marianne Williamson has the quote where she says, it's not the darkness that frightens us the most, it's the light, Yeah. you know, and it's interesting, but I'm glad you pointed that out. So yeah. how have you used, I mean, I know you use that as part of your platform and the stuff that you teach. Do you find that people, you know, are resistant to what you're saying there? Or do you feel like that they, you know, they kind of go with what you're saying? Um, I think for the most part, so it's interesting it, it, with the book. Um, and when I was able to come out of a dark period that resulted from that video, actually, um, that people resonate so much in a, in, in a way that really surprises me, um, yeah. actually. And, and they resonate now, of course, there might be people who don't, and they're not going to say anything and, and, and that's okay. But right. I think the world is so different and it's ready and people are ready to take back their lives. Yeah. And, and if you will, I think the pandemic gave us an opportunity to do that, you know, and, and not to For dismiss sure. anyone's suffering, but there is, there is an opportunity in front of us and we've had it because we've been sitting with ourselves for this long. And there's an opportunity to say, there has to be a different, a better way I can choose differently. Yeah. Right. Wow. I love that. You know, and you're right. The pandemic has been really tough for so many people and lives have been lost and, you know, our hearts go out to that. And, but I also feel too, that th this is, can be our, uh, it can be our greatest moments, right? Cause I think in the darkest times is when our light can shine the brightest, you know, it's, it's the old statement, the, the, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. And I, you know, I'm seeing this even with some of my clients who they use the pandemic as I'm going to, I'm going to come out of this a stronger and better person. Yeah. yeah, it was difficult. But yet, you know what, I'm going to push forward in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And, and you touched on it, too. It's, it's all part and parcel of the discomfort, comfort, discomfort. I mean, that edge mm. is where we grow. And yeah. I like to use metaphors. And even though it's a well used metaphor, but the oak tree started as a seed inside a shell, breaking through the shell of the seed for that plant, that's not a comfortable process, you are breaking something open. Yeah, like you need to emerge like there's like, that birth is not pleasant. Right. <laughs> like, you know, right. and, and yet you are that tree, like you are like, yeah. and in a way, the ego, and I believe it's Eckhart Tolle who said this is the shell and the soul is the seed. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and we have to break through the conditioning to me from that perspective, like, yeah. and that is really uncomfortable because we're, we're breaking through what we've been told to do, who we've been told we are, yeah. who we've been telling ourselves we are based on those external things. And so coming back into the internal validation, the, the question is always, who am I? What, yeah. what do I desire? Right. And the reason we also don't go there is because there's a false narrative that says you're selfish if you honor yourself. Yeah. And that's a big one to unravel. Because yeah. it's not selfish to take care of yourself, right? At all, yeah. It's not selfish to 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 stand up for your own values. We're, we're you know, th there's a lot of distortion around serving others, and 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 often it's been 
it's kind of flipped around somehow that you have to sacrifice yourself for others. When in reality, when you are so strong in yourself, that strength and that love of yourself, it, it overflows like an infinite well. And all you want to do is share. Right. Because you have so much, you can yeah. only share what you have. Yeah. Wow. Beautifully said. I love that. You know, speaking again on that internal validation, you know, going back to that video that re receives so many views and mm -hmm. so many shares. Talk about what happened there. Because you know, you you got a lot of hate messages, a lot of, you know, you called it the the dark side of attacked. <laughs> Talk about that. Because man, that had to have been one of the most difficult things to go through. So would you explain to us what happened there? And in and some of this stuff that you had to go through? Sure. So, you know, so the first when I gave the original talk, it was mm -hmm. a 20 minute talk, and I gave it in a 1400 person theater for an event that was geared towards um, sharing vulnerable stories. Right. So I was in, if you will, a safe space, because everybody in there was there to hear vulnerable stories. And sure. <laughs> it was an incredible experience because to get on stage and tell the story, basically yeah. of when I left that first marriage and in, in telling that story, that, that even that whole process of going into that story and like telling it was, was already a big like moment for me to open yeah. up and be vulnerable. And sure. really to, to, to the way I live my life is I'm not going to blame anybody for anything. And so yeah. I didn't go up there and air dirty laundry. I went up there and I said, you know, I didn't honor myself. And fundamentally I came to this point where I was unhappy and I, I really had to honor that my happiness was important. And so, you know, I, I left and, and there was, you know, the, like there's morals to the story. It's a 20 minute talk, like compressing nine years and right <laughs> into that. And, and, and it was seven years later. So anyways, there's, there, there's a lot of like, you can, it's very meta. Well, Goldcast found the video online and Goldcast is a motivational video yeah. company and, and they do these beautiful little three to five minute clips with music and footage and what have you. And they said, we would like to make a video of your video. Um, yeah. And they did. And, and the thing is, is that um, they, I, I, and I think at that time, because now I think they work more with celebrities, they would do it to try to do, oh, we'll do a free video and then maybe we can do something. And, and look, like I, I was not set up for any of this. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm I, I didn't have like this business. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not used to exposure. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not even like, that was the first time I ever gave it, even gave a keynote. And so wow. when they um, published this video, I had no creative control over it. I didn't get to see it. Oh, okay. I didn't know when it was coming out, but I knew because I started getting hate mail. It, I started getting it. Wow. This, yeah. And, and, and so the video comes out and I'm telling, I could feel it. I was like, something's going on. I can feel it. Yeah. And then my phone is blowing up and the, sometimes I guess how it works. And I learned this is that trolls can get your video. And if that happens, they just pile on. Oh, wow. And so that's what happened. And, okay. and it, you know, the, the 40 million views are mostly on Facebook and it was like global and, and it like tons and tons of shares. But I'm again, like I'm, I'm, I don't do that. I didn't do that for a living. So I didn't know what to do. And all these people telling me how horrible I was, how selfish I was, like it got to the point, this went on for like three months. 
Wow. People would just write the most horrible things. They they sent death threats. Like they were so upset. And you could see their conditioning. You could see yeah. their pain. And I felt it. And I was like, I'm sorry you were hurt. I'm not the one who hurt you. And then there were self-righteous right. people that wow. were, you know, whatever they had to say. Right. And, yeah. um, and I realized at a certain point, well, first of all, it, it gave me, tra it traumatized me. Oh, for like, sure. It like literally traumatized me. I couldn't check my social media, not even my emails. Like I would ask my husband to, to just delete things that, that yeah. I couldn't, I didn't want to see. And, um, and so it hit me so hard because I'm, um, very empathic. So it just really hit me hard and yeah. it just triggered a lot of, you know, I still, I still had shame in there. I still had some stuff in there that I hadn't yeah. really fully, clearly fully worked through. Um, and then there were also just these amazing messages, just people saying, thank you. People saying, thank you. I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Thank yeah. you for your courage. Thank you for Thank you for speaking your truth. And yeah. you know, when I went over the with Goalcast, because they had never experienced anything quite like that either. And really? it was their best video, like I think out the gate. I mean, it was just like one of their best performing videos, just wow. outrageous because of the, like there was like a hundred thousand comments. Like people were just, wow. it just sparked all this conversation. And, and, and I could feel into this pain body of brokenheartedness and yeah. expectations of what a marriage is and what a promise yeah. is. And, and there's, I mean, there's so much there to unpack, sure. um, but it, it took a while and I refused to watch the video. I refused to go on social. I, I, wow. I, well, I wrote were, a blog post death threats too, right? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I mean, that's, that blows my mind that no. someone would go that far to say, Hey, we're going to threaten this on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and, and just like, like it was, I mean, I've never like, I felt crucified. I'm going to, I'm going to say yeah. it that way. Like I've never really said that out loud, but like, I felt like I was being crucified and I felt very, I felt like a victim. Yeah. Um, I felt like a victim and mm -hmm. yet I, I was very supported. Um, I was really supported. I started, like, I reached out, I reached out to people I knew and what I started to see and learn was that a lot of people get trolled and, and I, and I was like, that's, that's messed up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, why, why do people take such offense to other people sharing a story? And, and like, I really don't have the answer to that. I don't know, but I started to reach out to people and, and, and they helped me. Like I really, I'm a very independent person and I don't like to ask for help because I don't want to burden. Right. Right. I think you don't want to burden people. Yeah. And, um, and I found so much support and that really helped me to start to like get back on my feet about it because I, you know, I stopped, I, I had a podcast at the time. I, I had a blog. I, I, yeah. I was like, I am never sharing anything again. Yeah, why would I, even, why would I do that? Didn't you even say, I, I, I promised to yourself, I'm never given another talk. I'm done. Never. I'm done. I will never, yeah. I'm never saying I'm never speaking publicly. And, and hearing what you went through, no one would blame you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, but, but that's not the case. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so talk about, so you, you went from, you know what, I'm done. I'm never doing this again, which again, any one of us would understand that. How did you shift that? Because you, it was interesting to me as I was studying you and, and researching you, which is 
you know, you're amazing, by the way, seriously, I just sit there and go, wow, you went from that to now you like you took the power back. I mean, mm -hmm. so talk about that transition that that to me is the the apex of everything. I just love it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank first of all, thank you. Um, oh, you I, I just, I just feel like at some point, um, I'm gonna rise up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, at some yeah. point, I'm like, I'm <laughs> over it. I'm so over feeling this way. I don't want to feel this way. Um, right. And so I think part of it was like reaching out for help. Um, but the key moment, because it's never, it's not going to be anybody else that saves you. Right. It mm. had to be me. Yeah. And it came when I mustered up the courage to watch the video again. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I mustered yeah. up the courage to watch the video and, and, so, and intuitively I knew that I had to, because I felt such a strong resistance to doing it. So much discomfort. Yeah. There was so much discomfort and that's always a sign where there's discomfort. That is your portal to growth every Ooh. time. That, that's right where there. it is. Every time the place you're most afraid to go is the place you need to go to break through. So I, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch this video and I did it by myself. <laughs> I like <laughs> took like, several breaths. I, you know, I was like, I swear my finger was shaking to hit play. I just, oh, I can, not. I can visualize you right now. Like, I, Oh no, do I hit I it? <laughs> did not. My eyes are, I did not want to. Oh, and my, man. my stomach was clenched. Like my heart was closed, which is a sign by the way, when our hearts are closed, yeah. it's a sign. And so I hit play and I'm watching this video and, it, and the video ends. And I remember feeling like, Oh my God, that's a beautiful video. And wow. I didn't do anything wrong. Man. I didn't do anything wrong. And in that moment, cause it's energetic yeah. in that moment, I freed myself from whatever shame and fear that I had over myself, mm -hmm. like little remnants of it. Yeah. And I completely detached it. And I watched myself and I saw myself in love and a form of forgiveness and compassion. And by doing that, I liberated myself from it. Wow. And I'll say this, that video has been reissued a few times over the past few years. I have never had another troll reach out to me ever wow. since. That's awesome. Boy, I love what you just said a minute ago. You said discomfort is the portal for growth. Mm -hmm. And, and again, like I can just picture you're like, do I hit play? Do I watch this thing? But it's amazing. Had you not watched it, who knows what would have happened, right? Who knows, had you still been stuck in in that guilt and shame and thinking you did something wrong and, yeah. and all of that. And what a beautiful thing that you experienced going through that going, hey, that was an amazing talk. <laughs> I just spoke my truth. And it was vulnerable. And it was beautiful. Yeah. And and then yeah, and then and then understanding also too, like Goldcast showed me the statistics because it's their video. It's not mine. Yeah. They were like, yeah, there's a lot of comments, but actually when you dig into them, there's a lot of people like sticking up for you. Cause I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even read the comments. Like I didn't really? want to go there yeah. and they showed me the statistics and they said <laughs> it was like a hundred to one positive to negative. Yeah. But when I first started it, 
all I saw was the negative because that was initially where, where it went. And so there's a perspective shift. Yeah. There's a moral there of a perspective shift. And when I started to shift my perspective to, well, first of all, there was data. So data helps. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers help um, to, 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 to see that in numbers. And then to realize that I was receiving hundreds of messages of support and encouragement and thanks. And, and also pain for people who were suffering in their own sort of there and and like, but some, something, some of them took action, some of them, you know, in in their own way and it it gave them encouragement. And so, and I still receive messages from, from people where they're like, I saw your video and it really helped. And it was really encouraging. And, and, you know, those, so I started to focus more on that. Okay. Right. So I started to focus on those things and those people and those messages. And, um, I started doing public speaking again and, and, (laughs) and I wrote my book and so that, you know, and it's just like, kind of like F this, I'm (laughs) I'm sick of being miserable. Like, why am I letting you keep me down? But the you isn't them. The you is me letting them have that influence over me. Ooh, say that again. That was beautiful. Say that oh, again. All right. I'm going to see if I can. Cause okay, I know yeah. it was no, just no. Flowing. no, I know that's what happens if I, yeah. So, so basically it's like, it wasn't anybody else doing anything to me. I was, I was choosing, I was choosing yeah. to focus on, on the negative and, and to be in that space. So they don't exist out there. Yeah. I was doing it to myself wow. kind of by proxy. Yeah. No, thank That's you. Beautifully said. And I wanted to make that a point because I want our listeners. I think most of us struggle with that. We think that all these people have power over us when in reality, it's our own thoughts about these people that are making me feel. So I have to just change, like you said, perspective, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm choosing to think. And that's what's cool. After you watched your video again, you started changing your perspective, but your thoughts started to change and you started feeling empowered again. And then you started doing talks again. You wrote this awesome book and, and look what you're doing now. Um, You talk about um, authority through authenticity became your new message. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and what that means exactly. Yeah. So being, um, you being a business executive and I've been working for a really long time in the investment industry and, and, and real estate. So, um, there's a lot around leadership and there's a lot around this idea of authority and the authority really ties into the external validation, right? We, we think, and we're told that an institution is an authority that, Mm -hmm. you know, organizations are authority, government are authority, you know, all, all these things are authorities. Um, experts and gurus and everybody else knows better than, than we do, but no, uh, (laughs) sorry. No, only I know what's best for me. Yeah. That's the truth. Only I know what's best for me. And so we give our power away to external authority because again, we're not wanting to embrace the power of choosing of self-responsibility for what it means to make a different choice. Yeah. And so to me, authority through authenticity is being true to yourself, getting to know yourself. So I call it inner authority, right? That inner validation. Yeah, okay. And you lead from there. You mm. lead by being true to yourself. 
you lead by being genuine. You lead by being who you really are. And, and that's it. Like you can only lead leadership has changed so much. I mean, it was already changing before the pandemic, but it's been completely flipped over since then. Right. Like it's not top down. Leadership is I can only lead others as far as I'm willing to lead myself. How far into myself am I willing to go? Because the more I understand who I am, the more I realize like, I can't tell anybody what to do. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. Anything that I'm sharing is my experience. And I always say like, take, take what resonates, take what serves you, leave the rest, check in with yourself. Does, does, does what I say land for you? And if it doesn't amazing, that's awesome because it doesn't have to. Yeah. And so authority is, I am the only authority in my life. I'm yeah. it. Right. And, and the, and the more I get to know myself and the more I honor myself, the more I hold myself in it's in, in honor and something about that that is a form of really empowered self-love that then serves others because I don't want to tell anybody who they should be because I'm so sure of who I am. Right. That the only thing I want people to know is that they're in charge. It's kind of like my five-year-old comes out, right? This is like, you're not the boss of me. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm not the boss of you. I don't want to, you know, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. This is my life. Like that was me as a teenager um, and like an adult, (laughs) but uh, you know, but, (laughs) but you know, that's the truth. Like that's the power that, that taking it back in and saying, I'm not afraid to be who I am. Like in, in this world of we're all so unique and we're united by our uniqueness. The only, like we're all one and yet our, our experience of life is unique. So what is that unique gift to me? Everyone's unique gift isn't a skill. It's your experience of life. And that is a tapestry. It's you're a string in a tapestry. And without that, it wouldn't be the same. Right. And, and you have to exist as you, that's your gift. That's it's as simple as being who you are and honoring your experience and honoring and loving yourself. And the more you do that, you give permission to other people to do the same. And then they Ooh. open up and then you start to create these beautiful connections that you could never achieve before when you were trying to be who you thought they wanted you to be or who you thought you should be or how you should act, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's antithetical to the way the ego works, right? The limbic system in our brain, it's yep. antithetical. But if you kind of meditate on it or contemplate that you'll feel intuitively at the level of your soul that, wow. that, that is, that is who you are. That's why you're here. Beautiful, man. That beautifully said. We're united by our uniqueness. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So um, what are you doing nowadays? I mean, you've written this book, you're speaking. What are what are some things you're working on that you could share with us that uh, we may not know about? And maybe it's you maybe you don't want to share them yet. I don't know. But is there what's what's what, what's next for you? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm sharing my book. Um, I'm, I am doing talks. So, you know, virtual and, and like live. So, um, I love speaking to, um, 
like universities, like college, university, yeah. like those, the, like as they start to get into their career, because I have this 20, over 20 year career um, yeah. in finance and investing. And so I've been, you know, I love to share those stories and really like empower them. Yeah. Um, I do have a, a an online course coming out in the summer and it's oh, cool. based on the technique that I use to do my personal work. It's called writing the self. Um, and you don't have to be a writer, but it is very much about uncovering our own narrative and taking, taking our power back from our past. Okay. And so that's kind of this, like I've done a couple of workshops, but that's coming. And so, you know, I'm just, I'm carrying on, you know, I, that I just show up every day. I love what (laughs) I do professionally and I love being able to give, give back this to me is a, is a giving back. Um, and it's that part of me that I was saying before, I'm just compelled. Like I didn't choose it consciously. I, I, it comes from the heart, man, that was beautiful. Yeah. And you truly are giving back. I mean, I'm edified just sitting here listening to you. You have such a, I don't know how to say it like in, in words, I'm not very good with my words all the time, but you're very like safe is the right word safe and comforting the way you speak and the way you present yourself. Oh, thank you. No, you, you use the word. I'm it's, um, I love to hold space for yeah. people. Yeah. yeah and I've sure. been told I'm a safe, I'm a safe space. <laughs> no doubt about it. I feel so comfortable with you and it's awesome. And if people want to reach out to you at and get to know you better, get your book, find out about this online course where they could sign up or be a part of it. What's the best way for them to do that? Um, the best way is to go to productiveintuition.com and you can learn a little bit about me and the book. And, um, if you throw your email in there, you'll get an, uh, an ebook. Um, and then that'll put you, so that'll put you in email contact with me. And then, and then I share what I'm up to through email. And then, like I said before, my name is great because you can just plug it into Instagram and I come (laughs) up, plug it into LinkedIn and I come up, like you, you find me pretty easily. And so, you know, if anybody Beautiful. wants to connect with me, please do. And just let me know how you found me. Um, I get a right. lot of connection requests, but let me know. And I'm, I'm you know, if, um, I make myself available. So when people have something they want to share, um, yeah. I'm mostly on LinkedIn and Instagram. Okay. Um, those would be the, the best platforms to, um, to reach me. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to ask you one more question. It's kind of a big one, but it's, I, I usually ask this with all my guests, if there's someone listening to you right now, who is maybe in a dark place and struggling, maybe kind of trapped by their shame and guilt, something that you've been through, you've already given some amazing advice, but what's something right now, if someone's hearing your voice going, I'm struggling, what would you tell them right now? I think right now, if you can, if it's safe for you to close your eyes and try to drop your mind into your heart, Mm. just drop your mind into your heart and, and what perspective does your heart give you? Right. Like, like it's this idea of loving, uh, of basically like when you, when you drop your mind into your heart, you're accessing the seat of the soul. You're accessing that part that's beyond the thinking brain. And so when you feel overwhelmed, like aside from, you know, basic breathing techniques, but just breathe into your heart, see if you can drop your mind in there and feel it, allow yourself to feel it. That's one of the big things we don't, we don't want to feel that because we actually feel as love. 
and we don't think we deserve it. Mm. So breathe into that. And if there's resistance there, breathe into the resistance and just that love is there. It's always been there. It's there for you. And, and you have, it's not that even that you deserve it. It's so much beyond that, Yeah. but that would, that's where I would go first and feel that for yourself because okay. you have it Yeah. and it's, and it's yours. It's your right to have it. Yeah. Beautifully said, drop your mind into your heart. I've never heard that before. <laughs> and I was visualizing that going, wow, that's amazing. That's powerful. Well, I'll tell you, um, Adapia, this has been wonderful for me to sit here with you today. Thank you so much for not only spending time with me, but just thank you for being a light in this world and making a difference. And I'm so glad that you hit play and rewatched your video <laughs> because it almost seems like that's when things you're like, you know what, I'm going to go and share my story with the world and heal myself at the same time, but I'm going to help heal others. So thank you for being you. Oh, thank you, Todd. Thanks so much for um, all your like wonderful reflections and, and for you being a, a safe space for thank me you. and the guests and, and the listeners and the beautiful work that you're doing in the world. It's been such an honor. Um, it's oh, really wow. been just nourishing to, to have this conversation. No, thank you so much. I mean, that, that felt like five minutes. We've been talking <laughs> almost over an hour now. Thank you. Uh, just beautiful. Um, I, I encourage every listener listening to this right now, please reach out to Adapia. Um, she's obviously an open book. She would love to help you if you have a question. Please get her book, Productive Intuition. Um, you can go to ProductiveIntuition.com. Please buy her book, help support her and get her message out there. If you have a family member who's struggling and and they're, they have a hard time having internal validation, get her, get them this book. It's really going to help them a lot and check out her online course. that's coming out as well. And uh, thank you for tuning in guys. Please share this. And I love you guys. And Adapia Dorico, you are amazing. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Todd. All right. Till next time, everybody.